You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lopes. Joining me today is special guest co-host, Katie Wright. Hi. Hey, Katie. Welcome back. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Katie was on our show on episode 37, of course, when she spoke about her business, Right Cause Consulting and cause marketing, all things cause marketing. So go back and listen to that episode after you're done listening to this one, of course. And today's guest on the Self-Made Strategies podcast is Jennifer Gleason, Managing Director of SVP PHL. That's Social Venture Partners in Philadelphia. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Tony. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Of yeah. course, you and Katie know each other from uh, stamping around in the nonprofit grounds. And we're really excited to hear more about your involvement with United Way and, of course, your new initiative with Social Venture Partners here in Philly. So today we'll be discussing building capacity through strategic partnerships, which is the wheelhouse of SVP PHL's sort of model and mission, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would say it's really around this, uh, the model of uh, engaged philanthropy and how we can drive um, as many individuals to um, helping to fight poverty as possible in Philadelphia. So excited to talk more about that. Yeah, really cool initiative. And we're really excited to hear about it. So a little bit about Social Venture Partners, which is powered by United Way. It's a philanthropic network, but they do more than give away money. SVP PHL specifically helps those out to do good, do better, bringing together donors, nonprofits, and social enterprises so we can all make a greater collective impact. SVP cultivates effective philanthropists, strengthens nonprofits, and invests in collaborative solutions, building powerful relationships to tackle our community's social challenges. Jennifer Gleason is the Managing Director of Social Venture Partners Philadelphia, SVP a role in which she is charged with leading the launch of this transformational new initiative. Earlier in her United Way career, she oversaw capacity building initiatives designed to sustain and strengthen nonprofit partners through leadership development, strategic partnerships, and outcomes measurement. SVP Philadelphia is a regional network of community leaders and philanthropists who are committed to leveraging their social, financial, and intellectual capital to provide grants and volunteer assistance to the leaders of high-potential nonprofit organizations whose missions can help bring an end to intergenerational poverty. SVP Philadelphia is part of a global network of more than 3,500 partners in 43 cities who have collectively contributed more than $60 million to over 900 organizations. On today's episode, we'll get to know Jennifer and hear more about, about SVP PHL, how to create collaborations with industry stakeholders, and we'll explore best practices for leadership development and strengthening your relationships with strategic partners. So, Jen, Quite the bio. Tell us about how you started with United Way and how your journey eventually led you to becoming the managing director of SVP PHL. Great. Um, so thanks again for having me. Uh, I feel like I've been a United Way lifer, uh, so to speak. I've been there uh, almost 10 years now. And uh, what led me there was really uh, a goal to to work at the, the macro level here in Philadelphia on on addressing systemic um, poverty here. And I think that uh, 
you know, when I started out my career, I always knew I wanted to be in social work. I have my undergrad degree in social work, my graduate degree in social work, um, did some direct service work. And then what drew me to Philadelphia was really to focus on that uh, that macro level nonprofit management work. And so when I joined the team at United Way, as you mentioned, I was the um overseeing capacity building initiatives. And really what that meant was to help to leverage the the investments that United Way was making in over 200 nonprofit partners at the time and really strengthening the leaders of those nonprofits to be able to do the work that they're doing um, as, as well as possible. And so did that for a few years and then um, got asked to uh, to kind of switch over to the to the dark side of the house, so to speak, <laughs> just kidding, um, but to uh, to do uh, development work, which to me, you know, as a social worker, that was something that I didn't ever see myself doing, um, fundraising. Uh, but I think every nonprofit leader at some point in their career really should um, t- uh, get their hands dirty in fundraising. I think that the the um, the work that I did there was was really important in a way that it, it's all about connecting donors to, to what they are investing in in the community. And I think that that actually really helped to solidify my belief in the social venture partners model when that was brought to United Way by our new president and CEO, Bill Golder. So about two years ago, he joined the team um, and he, where he had lived in different cities throughout the country. He um, knew about the social venture partners model, which has been around since the early 2000s. Um, and so in joining the team at United Way, felt like an, it was an incredible opportunity for United Way to innovate um, and to try to drive as many people as possible to eliminating intergenerational poverty, which is United Way's mission. So obviously that's a the huge, uh, huge mission and a lofty goal um, that no one institution will um, be able to tackle alone. And so the idea to start a social venture partners model here is really about um, getting as many people off the sidelines as possible. And really, as I mentioned, the model of engaged philanthropy is, you know, for people to give to a cause. I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in my own philanthropy that when I am more um, knowledgeable about what the issues are that I'm working on um, or that my money is working on, I'm more apt to increase my investment and to really um, feel good about where that money's going. And so I think the, you know, the social venture partners model is really about connecting people to the work, educating them really about what the issues in Philadelphia are. You know, there's a lot of well-meaning, well-intentioned people uh, who want to do more than write checks. And so really what this is about is um, giving them those opportunities to learn, to build a community around that, be with some like-minded folks who um, who care a lot about Philadelphia and see its potential. And so um, I'm just excited. You know, I can go more more in depth about exactly how the model works in the podcast, but I'm just really excited that um that Bill saw the the opportunity here and that United Way um, seized it. Yeah, I want to get into the model right from the get-go here because it is so unique in that it's individual donors and philanthropists that, you know, you're not knocking on the doors of the big corporations, which a lot of groups do in this city, which is great. Obviously, that goes a long way. But this is truly engaged giving because you are getting mm-hmm. a singular person that has this drive to alleviate this systemic problem in our city of Philadelphia. Talk more about what SVP Philadelphia does, how they're, you know, how are you reaching those folks to be um, part of the group? And then what are they expected to bring to the table once they become a member? So we're in our very, I would say, early days um, in terms of launching SVP Philadelphia. But 
essentially the model as it exists in other um, cities is really about, uh, as I said, cultivating and uh, creating a knowledge base around what the issues are so that people can be more effective in their giving and do that collectively. But it's also really about strengthening organizations through um, investments of financial capital, as well as the intellectual, social and cultural capital of the SVP partners themselves. So it's a, you know, it's a philanthropic network um, that we're building here. And the the partners of which we have, um, I'm excited to say we have 40 founding partners who have signed on to this already. You know, what we're what we're about to embark on is, you know, a formal strategic planning process that'll help us to figure out exactly what the model looks like here in Philadelphia. What we want to avoid is being duplicative of all of the great efforts that are already happening throughout the city, but really studying the local ecosystem and figuring out where um, SVP's resources can be uh, most impactful. So I'll give you some examples of, you know, in other cities, it's really about uh, the the funds that the partners contribute, it goes into a pooled fund. Um, and then those resources are uh, invested in the nonprofits. And it's actually the partners themselves who decide where and how to invest those resources. Um, but that's really the beginning of the partnership in the investee. So um, various nonprofits, typically, um, you know, in other cities, they receive grants, but then um, that's when the partnership begins with those nonprofits, because it's a matter of assessing then with those nonprofit partners, what is the what are their capacity building needs? What um, types of you know organizational um, capacity could the partnership help um, help them with? Um, what types of strategic issues might they be dealing with? That within the partnership, um, you know, there's a variety of skills. There's a variety of uh, social access available. As I said, the you know the the folks within the partnership have um, all kinds of business acumen that they can share with the nonprofit sector. And so it's a matter of really assessing with those nonprofit partners what their needs are and then uh, figuring out how then SVP can be of service to, to them. So I have a question about the nonprofit partners themselves, how you're picking them, because when I hear, you know, this they equate, equate SVP to venture philanthropy. So when I hear venture like capitalism, it's kind of like a shark tank environment where mm-hmm. you know people are being pitched constantly and saying this is our you know our mission, our goal, and we think that you as VCs or now in this case VPs could help me in that way. Um, is that the process? Are these nonprofits expected to come to the table with like this pitch and say uh, believe in me, and then the members? say they're picking who they want or, you know, how does that process look for our city and for nonprofits down the road? Well, so uh, I think the strategic planning process will really help us to take a look at how the other SVPs in different markets, uh, of which I I don't know if I mentioned yet, but there's over 40 SVPs throughout the world, um, mostly U.S.-based, but there's a strong SVP presence in India, um, Japan, Australia. Um, So it's really what we'll be doing is taking a look at how how SVPs across the, the world invest in the nonprofit sector. But I think what, you know, and as far as just really philanthropy in general, when you look at, you know, um, how philanthropy has operated and how grants get handed out, um, that sort of power and balance um, is what we are looking to really dismantle. I think, you know, there's pitch pitch competitions. I think, you know, I have 
you know, there's a list of pros and cons. Uh, yeah. I think that mixed it's a way. Yeah, there. mixed emotions. <laughs> I mean, I think that they're wonderful in introducing the general public to to the um, the great work that nonprofits are doing. I think that depending on how much money is then being handed mm-hmm. out to them, it it could be worth it. And I, you know, I'll talk a little later about one um, pitch competition, actually, that SVP is sponsoring here in Philadelphia that's new this spring. Um, but I think that, you know, as far as how in general, what our grant making model will look to do is really to level the playing field as far as which organizations re- are able to receive grants. I think, you know, SVP uh, in general would want to invest in organizations that have the ability to scale, um, but that perhaps aren't the most well-known nonprofits um, that, you know, with the with the whole idea really is with the assistance and the investment beyond the dollars of SVP partners, those organizations could really grow um, and their, um, you know, grow in their reach, but also in their impact, but also grow in, in their ability for people to recognize, yeah. you know, them as more household names if there were more people who were um, knowledgeable about the work that they were Giving doing. Giving little so, guys a chance to, you know, yeah. get them in the ring. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, true. I think right. typically the organizations that, you know, I've, I've looked at sort of what um, size organizations SVP invests in, typically in the one to five million dollar range. So really, really small nonprofits, um, startup nonprofits are, are probably not within the purview of SVP just because then that's, you know, if you're a, a one man, one woman show, um, then the SVP partners might be licking envelopes, which is greatly valuable work. But I think the idea here is that, you know, it would be a sort of mid-level, mid-sized nonprofit that SVPs, um, you know, the the actual hard skills that SVP partners could bring around marketing or legal or, you know, uh, strategic planning, uh, fund development to help those nonprofits really think those things through that might not have a budget for consulting. Right. Um, it's like an accelerator course, like you already have legs to this organization. And, and so you just need a bump with some. Yeah. Some and also just, you know, door opening. I think yeah. um, some nonprofits have just incredible boards of directors, right, that um, can help make a call when something goes wrong or when something needs to happen. And, um, and you know, to have the Rolodex is uh, amazing, but not all uh, nonprofit leaders have access. And um, I think what we're looking for here is to really look at who is serving the community, who's doing amazing work, that with the with all of the various capital that um, the SVP partners could add to that nonprofit could take them to the next level. So I think there's just, there's, I think over 9,000 nonprofits in the Philadelphia region, which the number often blows my mind, but um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's really competitive, but I think the organizations that are in the communities that are serving uh, minority populations that are serving people who really you know, need the help and and could benefit from the resources of SVP. Um, that's really where we'll we'll focus our energies. Yeah. Well, thank you first of all for what you're doing in this area because Philadelphia is struggling with how to deal with multi generational poverty. Um, people who are coming from disadvantaged backgrounds not getting opportunity. Uh, overall, the city is really struggling with that. And I serve on the board of a nonprofit that works in that space, College Possible, shout Mm -hmm. out to them, where we help um, high school students, high school students who come from disadvantaged backgrounds get to a college degree. And that's a six-year near-peer model. And um, we run the site here. I'm on the board of the Philadelphia site. 
And it's a great mission, but it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And to your point, there are a lot of nonprofits that are in similar spaces that could also come together to collaborate and really unify and kind of stay within their lane, but leverage each other's exactly. networks and leverage each other's resources to yeah, make a bigger impact. Right. Together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, um, hit the nail on the head there. I think that, um, you know, SVP partners, you know, obviously we have just 40 now, which um, is no small number, but definitely looking to grow. You know, the more people that we have um, that we're bringing to these nonprofits that aren't as well known, the more it, you know, if we're all out at an event, making a podcast, doing something that um, the light bulb goes off, you know, I, I should connect you with um, this person and, you know, they're doing similar work and perhaps, um, you know, you guys could collaborate. So I think it just really what I see as um, this persistent lack of collaboration and that it's it's beyond just the nonprofit sector, but I think nonprofit sector um in general, is by way of the model, they're sort of required to compete for funds. And so it creates this kind of um, voule, actually, um, of an amazing organization out in Seattle called Rainier Valley Corps, uh, talks about this, but also has a, a great blog called, um, well, it used to be Nonprofit with Balls, but now it's Nonprofit <laughs> AF. Um, hopefully I can say that on this um, podcast. Yeah, you, you can. You I can, encourage yeah. anyone who wants to learn about the sector in a very, uh, like, you know, um, real way to check out his blog. No but yeah, That's he, talks, awesome. he talks a lot about this uh, non idea of nonprofit hunger games. And I think yeah. it's, it's just that that is the model that they're um, conditioned to have to compete and therefore it um, decreases the incentive to collaborate. And so I think in, in, in Philadelphia, actually, Bill, um, our CEO at United Way says, you know, that nonprofit collaboration, like it's a, you know, this is a contact sport. And um, it's an unfortunate thing that that getting the work done, it can't, you know, can't always just be about the mission and that um, the idea of this, you know, money, ego, turf gets in the way of doing great work. And so I think where, where there's potential here is that we're bringing, we're bringing the private sector folks um, through SVP to the nonprofit sector. But the goal is, you know, what can we do with government? What can we do with policy? Um, what can we do at um, a systems level in order to, to create some change? So, Going to the members, uh, who are you looking at to be members of SVP Philly? You know, like you said, you want to you want kind of folks in every sector so that you're bringing out a whole tool set mm -hmm. for the nonprofits to use. But, you know, who exactly are you targeting? Are you, tar you know, younger generations are mm -hmm. so passionate about this, but they might not have the skill set, you know, background, funds or or anything to, that's necessary to come to the table for SVP. So who's your main target there? You know, it's a good question. I think um, I've I've been just so um, loving this ride so far in terms of who's come to the table, met a lot of amazing people um, who want to contribute, you know, time, talent and treasure. I think that the I often say like there's no, as you said, like we want a variety of skill sets. So there's no one sector um, that we're targeting. But I think um, the the spirit that we're target, targeting here is um, people with an entrepreneurial spirit. I think um, people who 
this isn't about, you know, often in, in philanthropy, um, you know, when a funder makes a grant um, and then they go to the nonprofit and there's a site visit, it's very buttoned up and it's trying to show, um, you know, put on the best face you can mm -hmm. as your organization in order to impress the funder and make them feel good about their investment. SVP really is about like what's under the hood. Yep. Um, and and um, we're OK. We're totally OK with that. And that's that's the reason why we want to partner with nonprofits and show up um, is to help them through those strategic issues. So being entrepreneurial, um, thinking outside the box, um, as far as, you know, what we're looking for is a meaningful contribution. Um, and so it's, you know, a contribution because we're, you know, a financial contribution, you know, I think a lot of times people, and as you said, like younger folks, you know, might not have the money, but at the end of the day, totally recognizing that not everyone has, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars to contribute to this, but but to have some skin in the game through either financial contribution or your time um, as much as possible. I think when people contribute um, and, and really think hard, right, about what this issue in Philadelphia is. Mm. Um, can probably spare something. And we have an opportunity here um, also through some funding that we've received through um, a grant to help us with our startup costs is to offset um, knowing that there's um, incredible skills and expertise and people with lived experience you know, um, in Philadelphia who um, would add so much value to the mission of SVP that we're able to offset what the, you know, financial contribution could be just because, you know, we want to make sure that we have a very diverse and inclusive group of people um, and that we have the skill sets and the knowledge base of what these issues are. And so um, we certainly, you know, are willing to talk to anyone who finds this mission um, interesting and intriguing to them because um, at the end of the day, it's, you know, um, one of the, the statistics that has troubled me most and why when um, this model of SVP was introduced to me, I felt like it was just such an incredible opportunity is that while, while Philadelphia is the poorest big city in the country, it's also um, one of the least philanthropic cities. Uh, so out of the, the top 50 cities in the country, Philadelphia is 43rd in philanthropic giving. So what does that yeah. mean? Because we have so many charities. I, yeah. I have a hard time like wrapping my head around that. Does yeah, that mean we I just mean, give the least? Yeah, it's that individual philanthropy is just uh, really uh, lethargic. And, you know, I think a lot about that, um, you know, we're behind Pier Cities, we're behind Atlanta, Baltimore, um, who also, you know, Baltimore has incredibly high poverty rate as well. Um, and I, I, you know, I think a lot about like, what, what's that about? Like, can we unpack why, why people are so uninvested in Philadelphia? And I think there's, you know, in some ways, I don't think it's, and I, I try to be glass half full. So I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's that people don't care. It's perhaps that they feel like, you know, they're presented with these statistics all the time about poverty in Philadelphia and they, you know, walk down the street and, um, you know, obviously homelessness is a huge issue here and there's just a lot of neighbors of our neighbors struggling. And so um, if you're paying attention, it can be pretty depressing. Um, and I think that people feel, you know, like it's overwhelming and that perhaps their individual contribution really can't make an impact. And so why do it? Or, um, you know, maybe, um, you know, people are spread pretty thin and, and have a lot of different organizations to give to. Obviously, you mentioned there's, you know, lots and lots of nonprofits here. But but really in thinking about this, I think uh, part of it could 
possibly be that they just don't really know how to plug in, um, that they don't know where, um, who are the nonprofits doing incredible work, who are the leaders that should be invested in, where, you know, where's the best, where's the best bet. And so I think that part of what SVP can help to answer is, um, and United Way really, um, is to help people direct their funds, but um, with this SVP model is direct their time and um, their talent as well, so that they do see that their individual contribution can have an impact so that um, in joining with others that they're able to um, to leverage their contribution that much more. And so that's what we're lo really looking to do here is kind of just let's just change the narrative. I think um, Philadelphia, you know, since I've moved here, it's like 15 years ago, you know, I've just felt like the city has so much potential. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not alone in that thought, but it's, I just think it's unacceptable for, for us to, to be in this place right now with, you know, this renaissance happening downtown and with, you know, we have the largest millennial retention rate, um, amazing universities, hospitals, um, and, you know, all these great restaurants and things to do and, right. and people love living in center city, but, um, at the end of the day, it's just not okay, um, with that many of our neighbors struggling. So, um, with SVP, we really hope to, to just get as many people off the sidelines as possible. Awesome. So going back to your part of your mission being that you're sort of connecting the outcomes with donor dollars so that people can have a more clear perspective of what their money is going towards. What are some of the ways that you're approaching that to innovate that system and then going into the grant writing side of things that you're helping some of your nonprofit clients with? What are the ways that you're innovating and kind of disrupting that system, for lack of a better term, so that you can eliminate that, you know, money only goes to the really marquee nonprofits, so to speak. How are you helping startup nonprofits get to those funds? So there's a couple of questions there. But, Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, I think that it's about as far as outcomes and and how SVP sort of innovates on outcomes is it's really about that beyond the dollar support. And um, a couple of the SVP, SVP chapters do an incredible job of showing, you know, it's they might make a grant of fifty thousand dollars to an organization, but with those volunteer hours um, that the SVP partners invest in that nonprofit, they're you know able to then um, you know write better grants. Their financial systems are in better shape. Um, they're able to hire more people. That they um, are able to secure you know if they say um, work on a. a um, a project around measuring their outcomes and um, around evaluating their impact, they're able to better show that to under, other funders. So I think, you know, what other money can SVP help them leverage? Um, so I think there's some incredible stories throughout the network that um, SVP, we give operating support. That's not something that's that's common among funders, but it should be every funder's um, mission to, to give that type of support, um, unrestricted uh, funds for them to use however they um, need to use those funds. But then with SVP's assistance, you know, and it's it's long term, you know, it's SVP is typically invested in an organization for three to five years. Yeah. Um, so it's not, you know, and I've definitely been subject to this where you get a one year grant, like it's, you know, it's tough to get a lot done in that year um, and then show your impact and, right. um, and then reapply and the reapply next, to make sure you get right. the next yeah. year. Right. Spend a lot of time doing that. Um, if you don't have a good grant writer, um, that's, you know, it's really impossible to grow. So SVP, you know, SVP partners aren't, aren't 
like they're writing grants for them, but it's a, it's really helping figure out what are the business models that they can um, can work within in order to to grow and to leverage um, SVP's investment. And I think that um, you know the types of outcomes that are then seen throughout the network are exponential. It's really you mentioned venture venture philanthropy and um, some SVPs. Um, sort of market themselves as that. So when venture capitalists invest in a company, I mean, they sit on that board, they do whatever they can to open as many doors as possible. So that, you know, private sector sort of like, let's, let's do whatever we can to grow this organization um, and go all all in on them. Um, that's SVP's approach. And so uh, I think in terms of um, how we're able to help organizations grow, that's what we're looking to do here. Obviously, we don't have, because we're in our, you know, launching phase and still have some, um, um, work to do around, you know, our grant size and, you know, what types of offerings we'll have, exactly how our model will look. We don't have outcomes yet, but I think what we'll really be looking to show is when you um, when you combine the skills of the SVP partners with the financial investment of SVP, it's able to um, just really exponentially help the, the nonprofit sector grow. And so are there specific nonprofits that you work with mainly, or is it basically sky's the limit? Are there areas of expertise that you're mainly focused on? So um, here in Philadelphia, our mission is all around um, poverty alleviation and and uh, really around um, focused on intergenerational poverty. Um, and so I think that, you know, that will be the, those types of nonprofits, the nonprofits that are working on those types of issues. Obviously, poverty is a very broad subject and um, issue here. So we'll, through this strategic pro uh, planning process, really be looking at um, and developing a knowledge base around among the partners, really around um, what are what are the root causes here? Like, why does Philadelphia look the way that it looks? Um, you know, some of the folks in SVP are uh, already sort of wizards in the nonprofit sector and, um, you know, or folks from the uh, corporate social responsibility world who um, are skilled and sort of already um, in the world of grant making and working with nonprofits. Um, and then some folks are, you know, this is their first foray. They're retiring and they care a lot about the city. And so they want to roll their sleeves up and, and learn as much as possible. So what we'll be doing over this um, this next six months is really taking a look at where, you know, where's what's happening in the local ecosystem? What are the nonprofits that are knocking out of the park? Um, what are interventions that are effective? Um, and with those, you know, with that knowledge base built, um, what is the most, um, the highest and best use of SVP's resources? Um, we are definitely not here to sort of show up and say, we know what the answer is. Uh, we certainly don't, but we know that there's people within the community um, and there's people doing this work already on the ground who can help to inform our plan um, and help to inform the uh, investments that we'll look to make. So as much as possible, it's all going to be about community engagement and really trying to figure out what, you know, in some chapters uh, they have sort of like pro bono consulting practices um, and some they have more, you know, um, project-based, uh, you know, offerings around marketing, around legal, around um, that. Some have um, sort of a mentoring model where they pair up a nonprofit leader with a um, leader from the private sector in order to, to um, work through some strategic issues. So there's lots of ways that I think it could look. But at the end of the day, like I said earlier, we don't want to be duplicative. If there's organizations, um, you know, around capacity building and around doing this work um, that already exists in the market. And and I, I won't say if, like we know that
that there are organizations um, in our market that are doing this work. So how can we strategically partner with them um, in order to leverage their work, but in order to bring those SVP partners to, to whatever is happening so that, you know, we can just all grow together. And SVP Philly is, from my understanding, in a unique position here because, you know, SVP around the world isn't necessarily backed by a nonprofit like SVP Philly is backed by United Way. Mm -hmm. So you have some like inside intel already of having a pretty massive nonprofit that is helping you, A, kind of cut that learning curve in half and saying this is what nonprofits typically need for capacity building and things like that. But also, you know, you're bringing a nonprofit mindset right from the get-go to SVP. Can you talk a little bit about how that, you think that's going to be like a differentiator for SVP Philly? You guys could be like the leader in this. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, we are the only SVP throughout the the world that's um, that's supported by United Way. I mean, I think the the vision that Bill had to do this. Um, and it was interesting early on, I think there was, you know, some questions around like, why would United Way back an SVP? It's, you know, a similar idea, right, of leveraging people's money, um, right. of, you know, investing in the nonprofit sector and um, growing impact. But as I said, um, at the end of the day, it's all about the mission. Um, and it's about driving as many people to fight poverty as possible. And so knowing that, you know, United Way has, you um, the market share of X, like it, you're going to need as many people in this fight as possible. And so um, how can you reach people who the United Way model might not appeal to or who, um, like I said, just want to uh, do more than write a check and really roll their sleeves up and contribute of their time um, through strategic skills-based volunteerism. And so um, I think, you know, we have a very unique opportunity here because United Way, you know, and really why I was driven to work for United Way, I think it's the only institution um, in the region that sits between the private sector and the nonprofit sector and has such um, access to, you know, the public sector and and philanthropy. So, I mean, United Way is is um, a grant making and fundraising institution. Um, and so they, you know, as I said, with the mission of fighting poverty, have done extensive research around what are the most effective interventions. That knowledge can, as you as you said, really be shared with SVP and SVP can, you know, take from United Way, but also learn from, um, you know, other funders in the region, learn from um, what's happening throughout the SVP network, other funders nationally and globally, really SVP is a global network of, you know, what is the most effective interventions? Uh, not every SVP, I think you asked earlier, Tony, that um, sort of like which which nonprofits we would invest in. Not every SVP is issue focused. Um, they can, in some cities, they're agnostic in terms of um, what they fund. Um, and But we've really chosen to focus on this mission of poverty. And so it's all about da data and research um, and really taking a look at what are the most effective interventions, but then also how, you know, what is the, the best way that this SVP model could be impactful, right? Because there could be some effective interventions that, that really just need money and need capital. And, um, and that could be, you know, something that, um, 
that a United Way would invest in because it's, you know, they have these subject matter experts who are um, very knowledgeable and United Way is obviously able to leverage lots and lots of capital. SVP, obviously, you know, with 40 partners and looking to grow, but has a smaller financial resource base. And so it's really about how can we leverage the skills and the talent within the partnership as well. And so I think we'll be looking a lot um, at sort of what United Way is doing and, um, and also just what other key partners in the city are doing um, around this and how we can collaborate. That's awesome. So what are your best practices overall to increase the efficiency of a collaboration between a nonprofit and a strategic partner when you're working with two organizations that maybe don't have experience working together? And let's face it, you know, you have a lot of political issues internally, you have Mm -hmm. a lot of bureaucratic issues sometimes that come across the table. And even just culture shock, so to speak, right? Between two organizations kind of melding together for a cause marketing style campaign or for a strategic collaboration of any kind. Mm -hmm. So what are your best practices in that situation? You know, so I'll I'll speak to sort of my old capacity building days um, with United Way because I had, you know, lots of experience. One of the um, the lines of grant making that um, we focused on and we continue to focus on is around strategic partnerships. Um, and actually, out of that work grew the nonprofit repositioning fo- fund, which I'll plug here as an incredible resource here in the region that not not a lot of people know about or more people should know about. Um, but it's a it's a fund that was developed and it's a funders collaborative. There's lots of, uh, I think there's seven or eight different foundations who are invested in this, including United Way, but it's to provide um, monetary, but also consultation um, support to organizations that are looking to strategically partner, uh, whether that be, um, you know, back office infrastructure sharing, uh, whether that be um, merger affiliations, um, you know, all different types of um, strategic partnerships exist along the spectrum. But I think best practices, I mean, honestly, as you said, it's it's a lot to, if you're looking at, you know, a merger or an affiliation, I think you're, you you know, you're you're looking at melding together two boards um, and and the culture and depending on, you know, if, if it's the, a founder organization, um, founder led organization, you have a lot of the a lot going on there with politics. But so at the end of the day, I mean, engaging outside help is my biggest um, <laughs> yeah. my biggest recommendation there. I think trying to do it on your own uh, could be a time a time suck, but also just an incredibly challenging process um, that I think having um, a skilled, um, you know, consultant, um, legal assistance, um, there's just so much that needs to go into a nonprofit partnership. You know, I think on the so I would, again, plug the the repositioning fund if, if folks are looking to to partner um, in a way that's you know, they have a website, um, but if they're looking to partner to check that out. But I think, you know, just in general, like best practices is really just taking a look at um, whether the there's a culture fit. But as we said, I think in this, you know, I might be on a soapbox here, but with 9,000 nonprofits, it's hard to get a lot done with, uh, I think there, there was a study that Philadelphia Foundation did a few years back um, that, you know, 75% of the um, nonprofits have less than a 100,000 or a $1 million budget. So that's, you know, and and have less capital needed to keep the lights on for more than three months. And so, you know, with with uh, nonprofits on the brink of not being able to keep their lights on, it's hard to really focus on impact. Um, so as much as possible, I think the more um, nonprofits could think about partnership and collaboration um, and could sort of put put all other things aside related to, you know, 
ego and turf and whatnot, um, working together, um, I think we, you know, we'll all be stronger. So, um, I'm just a big advocate of nonprofit collaboration, really. Yeah. I think the, uh, timing is right. Also, I have no other reason other than gut feeling at least to <laughs> say this, but it seems like people are more collaborative mm-hmm. or, or there's a gr- growing culture of collaboration in general. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're in a co-working space. A little meta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, collaboration <laughs> is the name of the game these days yeah. and in, you got and go further together, you know? Um, but what that takes is someone to take the reins and say, you know, someone's got to take the first step and yeah. that lends to leadership. And that's something that you can, I'm sure can speak to Jen, mm-hmm. your background and why you were chosen for this role out of United Way's massive, you know, the ecosystem. They said, you know, Jen, take the lead on this. What are your best practices personally as a leader? Mm-hmm. And how are you instilling that in SVP Philly to to build better leaders and to take the reins? You know, poverty is a problem and yeah. we need someone to make this first step. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, even just United Way as an example, um, SVP um, and United Way have a strategic partnership, right? So um, figuring that out was a bit of a challenge in the beginning, as I said, um, just the, the questions around, is this going to cannibalize the work that United Way is doing? Is this going to take away donors who were giving to United Way who would, you know, want to transfer their money to SVP? Um at the end of the day, it's about the mission. Um, and I'm just a firm believer that if you can keep on returning to like why we are here um, and what this is about, that you're able to um, focus a lot, a lot less on um, those other factors. But as I said earlier, I think that the the way funding arrangements um, and the way the, the funding model works for um, nonprofits, it's hard to, it's just, it really prevents collaboration and it's hard to think outside the box. Um, we've been presented with even actually earlier today. I mean, we have, I'm working on a grant with United Way around taking a look at, um, skills-based volunteerism, um, and the, the strategy that United Way wants to move forward with, um, in this, you know, it's in a, a period of evolution right now. And there's just this right focus on, um, you know, sort of moving away from episodic volunteerism and, you know, um, painting a fence or, you know, packing backpacks and things like that um, towards more um, impactful um, ways to um, really do some of the work that SVP is doing around um, around professional skills and the use of that in the nonprofit sector. And so I think um, United Way taking a look at um, across their their donors and across the what you know really what are the opportunities to to shift to a more skills based model and um, you know so we're collect we're collaborating on grants and um, thinking through you know how can you know SVP is more of sort of a caviar right like it's a lot of time um, it tends to be more money then, you know, some folks are willing to put up um, and invest. And some people are like, why do I have to pay to volunteer? Right. Like that right. seems uh, that that seems like, you know, counterintuitive. Some, yeah, yeah. Something, something that I've never really been asked to do before. But um, so so SVP, you know, might not appeal to everyone. Um, and so what can United Way really be doing? And so I think, you know, we've been collaborating a lot on um, how, you know, SVP can just be one spoke on the wheel for United Way. Um, but really its position within the community as, you know, sitting between the private sector and the nonprofit sector would just be a huge waste to not um, capitalize on that. And so, I mean, to return to sort of why I personally, um, you know, are my best practices around um, 
you know, partnership. I think it's it's really just returning to the mission, but also um, thinking outside the box on on funding and also just being honest about, you know, sometimes, you know, it's it's going to be hard. I think if if funders could just see more um, value in making collaborative grants that can help drive collaboration. So I think we used to work very closely in the early days before the nonprofit repositioning fund with other funders um, around, you know, if if two organizations, if we're both funding a consultant for them to explore a merger, let's just do it together and let's like let's cut it out with the really extensive reporting that they have to do to both of us. And then let's just have one report and let's figure out a way, um, you know, to do a joint site visit. Let's just make it easier on the nonprofit sector. So that's really, as we move forward with SVP, what we'll look at, what we'll be looking to promote. Um, we have a lot of flexibility because we're new and, you know, not not big. So it's easier to, you know, it's not like moving the Titanic and or this well-established foundation um, towards a different way of doing things. Um, so I think we'll be able to really look at um, how can we make this easier for nonprofits um, and not make them jump through hoops for money, but not make them jump, jump through hoops, hoops to collaborate as yeah, well. Yeah, I think that's what leadership looks like a lot of times in collaborative environments. It's it's just efficiency, mm-hmm. you know, like you you're still have a lot of moving parts and you're still, you know, working with many partners that are equally valuable, but being a leader amongst that means you're making it the most efficient possible route. And and I feel like that's what SVP's mission is. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you said, being funded by United Way, yet still looking to engage other nonprofits that are fighting poverty. Mm -hmm. You're not looking to duplicate anything that United Way is doing, but saying, let's make this the most efficient way of giving and and fighting poverty in Philadelphia. I think it's also just recognizing that partnership is hard, (laughs) like it's sticky. (laughs) And sometimes you just need to like go get a drink and duke it out and just say like, you know what, like, you know, this isn't working or this is, let's, let's go in this direction. And and sometimes it's okay to just say that's not the best partner for us. And so I think, you know, um, we've found an incredible partner in United Way and, um, and helping to provide so much capacity um, from an infrastructure perspective and also the funding um, that we've received and, you know, just the, the alignment and vision. And so I think, you know, it could serve as a great example um, for others looking to do similar things. Going to the leadership angle, what advice would you give to nonprofit leaders who are looking to build their prospecting list and fundraise? I know that's, again, two questions at yeah. once, but what are your best practices in either or to help those leaders do make a bigger impact? Yeah, I mean, fundraising is, it's interesting. Obviously, you know, I never saw myself uh, fundraising in my early social work days, but uh, having had that experience at United Way, I realized it's it's connecting people to the mission, um, prospecting. It's the same. Um, just really figuring out. You end up. You realize that in fundraising, you end up. You know, I think people get nervous about like making the ask, and um, and most of the time, it, it's not even about that. I mean, it's about inspiring people to right. want to support what you're doing. And it, luckily, with SVP, I mean, we've by way of just sort of telling our story and um, and this model being so effective elsewhere. People are like, yeah, I want to do that. Also, as I said, it, appeal- it appeals to the entrepreneurial type, like we're building this thing. So get in at the ground floor, help us with the model, help um, work with others um, to make this thing great, to make this thing the, the biggest chapter there is. Um, but I think just fundraising in general, 
you got to be used to hearing no and just be all right with it. Yeah, I, I told my, um, <laughs> I told when I first started, um, you know, I was doing major gift fundraising for United Way and United Way has the, um, an incredible blessing to have, um, over 90,000 donors. And so, you know, and, and lots and lots of, um, major donors who believe in the mission and the work. And so a lot of it was really, um, you know, going out and just showing them the impact of their work, trying to connect them to that, um, um, and make sure that they felt good about where their money was going. Um, and so, you know, that stewardship piece is so key. You know, if you're just showing up at people's door, asking them for money once a year, mm-hmm. um, you're going to fall flat on your face and people will be offended by that. And so it's about just staying in touch. And it's just about relationships. Like at the end of the day, it's being yourself, um, getting to know people, doing as much as you can to connect them to the mission um, and forming a good relationship where they they trust you, um, but also that they they trust the organization. So it's it's making sure that they feel like they have a relationship with the organization. Um, you know, development um, tends to be a high turnover field. Um, so what you you know, while it's great to have great relationships with individuals, um, you'd, you'd be doing a disservice to the to the organization if if you weren't connecting them as much as possible to the mission. If it was just about oh well, I like I like Jen, so I'm going to write this check to this organization. Organization, but when she goes over here, I'll write this check to this other organization right. and stop writing it to the to the one before. Um, you know, if it, and that's why I say to people in fundraising, it's really really important to get a job with an organization that you care deeply about their mission. Um, at the end of the day, like you know, I. I don't get it when people are just sort of popping around to different like types of organizations with different um, focus areas or, um, you know, different like totally different fields, raising money. That to me just seems like you're really good at sales. Right, Um, right. And, you know, you do at the end of the day, fundraising is selling, but um, but to care about that mission is that's that's how you're going to get people to care and to stay with that organization long term. And so I think to to the leaders out there who are fundraising, it's really just about as much as possible showing um, the impact and just connecting with people on a on a personal level, um, and also just yeah, just getting to know people and and um, inspiring them to care. That longevity issue it mm-hmm. comes up all the time with nonprofits, not just with fundraising, but with capacity internally and turnover with employees and things like that or volunteers. I, I think SVP's model of having that long-term engagement, like mm-hmm. I think you said three to five years or mm-hmm. so, um, I think that's another differentiator with for you guys amongst all these, you know, great organizations in Philly that are, are trying to tackle this thing as a collaborative effort, but you don't see that commitment for like multiple years that they're willing to say, I am going to stick with this because that's when you're going to start seeing the results. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. So I, I love that aspect to it and and that you guys are, are really driving that home of, of the long-term commitment. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that um, for the nonprofits, that stability of knowing an organization will stay invested in them. Um, that people will care and that, you know, they're going to hit, they're going to hit roadblocks, bumps in the road. Um, and that's what this is about is really about, um, helping them get past those roadblocks, um, and just deal with, you know, working in the nonprofit field is tough. And so I think being able to be honest about that and be true partners to the nonprofits, um, that we're supporting is what this will be about. Um, and I think, you know, there's this, um, there's a saying in the SVP network um, and sort of the marketing materials, you'll see that, um, you know, you, you come to SVP to change your community, um, but the community changes you. And so I, 
you know, that's really also what it's about for these people. I think uh, who, you know, the partners who are investing in SVP, um, you know, show up at the door because they really want to make a change and they really want to have impact in their community. Um, But, you know, through that connecting with others who care and through that learning, right, that happens when you you see what the nonprofit sector actually does um, and what's behind the curtain, um, you're you're able to just so much better tell the story to others and inspire others to to want to get involved. And so I think, you know, there there is a great opportunity there. Awesome. So what's next for SVP PHL? I know you guys are a pseudo startup. So where yeah. are you at? What are the next steps? What can we expect in 2020? Yeah. So, um, so as I said, we have 40 founding partners. Um, we are about to embark on a strategic planning process, which we're really excited about, um, and some programming to help the partners really learn about, um, what the issues here in Philadelphia are and, and how we can, um, be most impactful with our model. Um, so, you know, in 2020, um, you can expect, you know, by July that we'll have a, a plan that we'll be able to share publicly as to what our next steps are, how we'll do our grant making and how we'll be working to strengthen organizations and and really investing our, our time and our talent in the nonprofit sector. Um, we also had a great opportunity presented to us very early on um, through an organization called Philanthropitch that was uh, scaling to Philadelphia from Austin. And so um, it's a social impact pitch competition, which earlier I, you know, I mentioned I had lots of thoughts on. Um, but what I'm excited most about <laughs> is that it's a significant amount of money that um, is invested in nonprofits who participate and also every nonprofit who participates is awarded some amount of money. And so I think um, the time that nonprofits spend, um, you know, it helps to pay for that. Um, Oftentimes, I think nonprofits um, spend a lot of time on, you know, these social media sort of like as many likes as possible, Um, this thousand dollar grant opportunity. And if you like if you cost out how many hours you spend on that, you've actually lost money. And while they're great marketing opportunities, um, that's, you know, not not probably the best way to to build your donor base. Um, and going back to sort of how what nonprofits should focus on in terms of development, it's really I think around individuals and around your biggest bang for your buck. Um, and so I think you know I'm I'm very much excited about Philanthropitch. Um, it's being hosted at um, at Comcast in April. Um, there's more information online about it. Um, and applications are actually due um, next week. Uh, the application isn't. Uh, burdensome, which is another thing that I really like about it. Um, it's not going to make you jump through tons of hoops, but they're due on the 22nd. Um, and then we'll be narrowing it down. Partners, so SVP partners are helping to narrow down those op- applications. So that's just another way that um, partners really get engaged in the nonprofit sector. But yeah, it'll be um, an exciting opportunity f- to to have something grow here from from elsewhere as well. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for being here with us. If people want more information about SVP PHL, what are the best ways to reach out or to reach out to you if they want to get in contact with you? Yeah, I would. um, So we are in the process of building our website, which will launch next month. um, And um, that's being built by SVP partners. One way they're using their (laughs) skills in the nonprofit sector. Um, So uh, our website will be, once it's launched, will be um, svpphl.org. But in the meantime, they can reach out to me at jen at svpphl.org if they're interested in learning more. 
Very cool. And Katie, thank you so much for co-hosting. Absolutely. No, I just <laughs> love this. this my jam. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This yeah, is no a wonderful problem. opportunity, and I'm really glad I, I had the opportunity to spread the word. Thanks.